This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. All right, playoff weekend, Al. What's up, man? Happy Friday. Oh, hi, Jerry. Are you very excited for two doubleheaders this weekend? For wild card weekend? Yeah. I'm excited for more Sunday. I'm excited for uh, the Steeler game and, of course, Giants. No Packers. interest, Lions, Seahawks, and South. I, I'll, I'll peek in. I'll peek in on that. See, one. I agree. The Raiders and Texans is interesting, but not from a good football game. Interesting. It's almost like which quarterback is going to be worse? You know, will we get a six-three game, but. It's going to be, I think, will be a tough football game to watch. I'm looking forward to Saturday night. I think that's going to be a fun game. And then Sunday's has the potential to be a great doubleheader if the Dolphins get anything out of the quarterback. Well, there is always one upset in uh, one wild card weekend. Who would you take out of those games? I'm going Miami Dolphins over Pittsburgh. I would say, to me, Detroit winning in Seattle would be a big upset. See, I don't think Miami can win that game, although it'll be fun to see them try. Uh, I think if Detroit got out to a good start offensively, you know, Seattle's all banged up in the secondary. I think they could do some damage in Seattle, but they never lose there. Yeah, what about the 12th man, Jerry? Right. They're okay. very loud there. It is very loud there. That is very true. So I'm. how about this? You win your division, right? So the Seahawks won the NFC West, and, you know, they're playing. The, the Packers win their division. They're playing. Very insulting that you call it wild card weekend. Right. Yeah, we like, won our division. Right. I First round of the playoffs. And here's one other thing, and this is way off topic, but I'm going to say it anyway because I've heard it a hundred times this week, and I hate it. Since when did the NFL playoffs become the tournament? I've never heard that. You, Eddie, have you ever heard that now recently? It's Only like, recently. Right. Why? 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 The tournament? It's the I thought NFL that was... playoffs. The tournament is college basketball. Yeah. Let's move on. Or Even a golf I know tournament. That. Fine, a tennis tournament. The NFL playoffs is not a tournament. I, oh, just get in the tournament. You never know. No, we kind of do know. It's the NFL playoffs. You prefer playoffs. playoffs. Yes. Get into the playoffs. Yeah, and then we we'll don't always see. have to change right. everything. Like the walk-off. That drives me crazy, I too. do love a walk-off. It's a game-winning home run. I don't need to call mm. it a walk-off. It's a, it's a walk-off walk. Shut up. I'd like a walk-off single. How about a game-winning single? Well. A game-winning. You don't think game-winning RBI single sounds better than he had a walk-off single? The teams are walking off the field. No, actually, they're not. In a lot of cases, they're running off the field. Do they ever say in overtime in the NFL a walk-off field goal? They don't. Actually, I have heard that before. But no one calls it a skate-off goal. You should start these in your various play-by-play jobs you have. I will not. No, sorry. These catchy new things. I'm very boring. Are you a big fan of... Did you ever see this movie Fight Club, Jerry? Uh, no, I know of it. I've never seen it. You've heard of it. Yes. You're aware it exists, That's but you haven't Pitt seen movie, it. Isn't Brad Pitt, yeah. where I guess the guys are... Uh, they have day jobs, office day jobs, and at night they punch each other in the face. Yes. This is like prior to UFC. Right. They wear no gloves and they fight each other in a yes. secret fight club. So Ben McAdoo was showing the fight club to the Giants players. 
Right. I do love that McAdoo's just picking all movies from his era. These Giants players have no uh, no idea what Fight Club it's is. It's like us watching a black and white. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> what is this? Uh, I guess insinuating there's going to be a fist fight against the Packers. Here's what I don't get about this. We've discussed this, I think, on the podcast before. Which part? The Movie idea clips? of showing the film to get you all jacked and ready yes. for the game. When do you show the film? I guess yesterday. When's the game? Uh, Sunday. So are they supposed to carry that testosterone all through the weekend into Sunday at 440? Maybe he's hoping they'll rent it over the weekend and watch the full, <laughs> get the full thing. I think that should the be full. played. That should be like on in the locker room on Sunday at 2 o'clock so that when the movie's over, hit the field, and we're ready to tear their heads off. But you I, play it on Thursday. That's eh, true. Whatever. Maybe Sunday he'll have uh, Brad Pitt in the locker room. I think you play Karate Kid. Uh, the Karate Kid before yes. you go, yes. The Karate Kid, or maybe that, Rambo. I think you play Karate Kid if you're a, a big underdog, because he gets into that well, crane kick and That's kicks fair. that kid I from just the Cobra Kai. kind of getting it going. Oh, just to pump up yeah, the crowd. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I see. It's good. Or Steven Seagal movie. I did love Steven yes, Seagal. Who and, doesn't? And then Odell Beckham was wearing a wrestling mask. Well, he got himself the back pages, didn't he? Yes, he's wearing a <laughs> wrestling mask on the back pages. I never understood the wrestling mask. Like... Because it would always be who's under the wrestling mask. I mean, we knew it was Odell Beckham, but right. I'm talking about real wrestling, Jerry. Real pro wrestling. And guys could never pull the mask off somebody. Well, no, they can't. It's not in the script. Well, well they'd be tugging at it, like it's, right under the chin. Again, that's the script. so hard to get the uh, undo the mask. A lot of times the wrestlers would wear the mask if they were banned for something illegal that they did. Like, like a pile driver on the cement might get you banned. Mm. You show up the next week in a wrestling mask. Hmm great idea and people that know who you are didn't know well the fans knew right how about everybody the knew? commissioner of the oh, wrestling right, had right. no idea You're really duping him huh because you were banned yeah were you a big fan when uh, darth vader had the mask taken off uh, and he had that cone head no i don't even recall to be honest you don't with remember you. that what was at the end of return of the jedi does that sound right eddie you'd know eddie would know that well, he was the first glimpse of that uh, in Empire Strikes Back. It was there the end go. of Empire Strikes Back. All right, but at the end of Return of the Jedi is when they actually fully took it off and he talked. Right, his... when he said, "Luke, I am your father." That uh, part that was the end of Empire. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. Do Even you, so, do you think there'd be a fine if he wore that under his helmet? Are you on... talking about Darth Vader? No, no. I'm back to Odell Beckham. <laughs> if he wore that well, wrestling mask under this. his. Uh... Helmet? No, and I'll say for this reason: if you can wear those dopey mouthpieces, right, that have the false, fake, yeah, I like those sharp teeth. Why can't you wear a mask over your head? I thought about that this weekend. Uh, who the, the Giants played? Who this past weekend? Uh, Redskins. Redskins. And they showed in slow motion Kirk Cousins hanging in the pocket, and then Snacks Harrison going with that scary teeth. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was like, that is scout is frightening. It's good looking. Yeah, I would get out of the way for yeah. that. You should have wore that when you had uh, that adult league you were in. Well, it was a uh, co-ed flag, flag football. football. Yeah, yeah. Why not? You get hit in the face with a ball. I did. Well, save your teeth. That ball was tipped. The one that hit me in the face. Eventually, you actually got hit in the face. I did. Uh, oh, I was kidding. No, no, it was a tipped ball <laughs> hit me in the face. <laughs> That's great. And then Snacks Harrison said he's uh, got his uh, a leg up on Aaron Rodgers How this so? week because he's uh, been playing Madden as Aaron Rodgers. You know, it's interesting you say that because other guys have said that they play the Madden football game in terms of learning. For strategies. Right. And you kind of get a feel for calling a game, stuff like that. I don't think that that's going to stop Aaron Rodgers, but these games are pretty damn real looking. And I, I 
It is Aaron Rodgers that gets hooked up to the thing, right? The motion. And but they never – what I always find interesting, and I first saw this when I covered the Buccaneers in the 90s. They would play the, the Madden video game in the locker room. And, like, Snacks Harrison says he played a whole season as the Packers. They never play as their own team. Well, if you remember, Des Bryant was very upset because he didn't like his rating and didn't think the game was indicative of him as a player. So perhaps they're having fun being somebody else. Or perhaps Snacks Harrison thinks the Packers are better than the Giants, so he wants to be a winner and plays as that team. How's that for, uh, for that's a conspiracy? Fair. The Giants are, I actually think the Giants are the better team, and I do think they'll win Sunday. You do? I do. I absolutely think I think we'll have Cowboys-Giants next Sunday. Because while I think the Lions would be a... Uh, a fun upset Saturday night, I don't think it'll happen. So, therefore, you'll have Seattle moving on to play Atlanta, and I think you'll have Giants-Cowboys next week in, uh, in Dallas. Fair or enough, Jerry. Or wherever it is. Uh, Woody Johnson and Mike McCagnan spoke yesterday to the media. McCagnan will be on with Boomer and Carton later. 9.30. Well done, Al. Uh, Woody Johnson spoke for 17 minutes, I believe, and I went through it all. How many clips do you think I got out of that? Out of 17 minutes, probably 24 clips. 53. 53 clips. Of which I won't even play... Two-thirds of them, but it was kind of like each thing he said was better than the next. So I'll give you a couple little snippets. This was interesting. So a reporter says to him, what are your feelings about an unnamed staffer here that said Christian Hackenberg couldn't hit the ocean with his passing skills? Here was Woody's answer. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I guess it depends which ocean. Maybe it's a small ocean. (laughs) EPA describes that as an ocean. So he gives you the joke. He even laughs and then quickly yeah. realizes. And he went, no, that's not, uh, that's not funny. But uh, <laughs> no, actually, it was kind of funny. In his head, he went through, how does this play on radio and in the newspapers? Not well. Let me pull that back. Uh, one thing I found very odd listening to him, he never once said the word Super Bowl, which I thought was odd because he was asked, you know, Bowles and McCagnan, what are your feelings about them? They will get this done, in my opinion. Okay. Never said Super Bowl championship. So a reporter follows up. He goes, what do you mean by they will get it done? From my standpoint, I have confidence that they can they can have a they have a plan looking into the future that will make the team better. Perfect. How about no, you we'll can't say Super Bowl? You can't with why? The- then why do you hire them then? Because they're so far away from there it. There are it's... 32 teams. What is the goal of every one of those 32 Super Bowl. teams? So what is wrong with saying the goal is for this coach and this GM to win a Super Bowl? Is it possible, Jerry, that he is unaware that that is what the NFL championship is called? No way. Uh, no, I don't think that's the case. Oh, right. I don't think that's the case. I'll never say never, but I find that hard to believe. He also said, well, I'm in the game of winning. Oh, well, hasn't won a whole lot. Um, this was interesting, too. So they asked him about the Donald Trump stuff. And he's like, listen, guys, it's speculation that I want to do that, you know, so I'm not really going to get into it. So a report, great follow-up. Well, then can you clear up the speculation for us? Do you want a position? Do you expect to have a position? This was the only douchey-type answer he gave the whole time. I'm not going to – I don't want to really talk anything about that subject right now, but thank you. Bye. <laughs> What's his job going to be? I guess it was ambassador to London or something like uh, that. That's okay. what's been – reported and speculated. So he had a chance to clear it up. He wouldn't say fair enough. And then the last one, this was a great direct question to him. Why should fans feel that you're competent to steer this team to a championship? That's a, that's a good question. Yeah. That's (laughs) a fair shot. That's a fair shot. So it was very interesting. And then your guy, Mikey Mack, who will be on at nine 30 has done it again. He has given Eddie 
a couple more clips. Oh, of who he likes? Yes. Uh, they were asking him about Christian Hackenberg. He didn't just say, we like Christian. He realizes he has said it before. But as I said before, we like Christian. <laughs> and then they also ask him about Muhammad Wilkerson. All right. He said, he's, listen, he's got to play better. Again, we like Mo. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's like so, his crutch. My, yeah, so Mikey Mack still likes Christian, still likes Mo. And I love, uh, do you have the clip? I don't know if he said it into a microphone or just to reporters. Like Sheldon? We like Sheldon. Uh, I did not say he likes Sheldon. Where Woody Johnson, uh, They somebody asked Woody Johnson if the Jets were going to uh, raise ticket prices. I can, you know, it's so funny you mention that because out of all the clips I got, that's like the one I bypassed. Yeah. Because his answer was, you know, no, his answer was, we probably correct won't raise them, right? And he, oh, he probably. Said, right. You're fi- you, how could you raise ticket prices? Price of doing business. How They're- about these guys that paid the thirty grand for their uh, personal seat licensing? What a disaster! And they're selling tickets for five dollars yeah. at the end of the last. I think the last two home games, I See believe, the Giants spent two hundred million on players last year, Jerry. Yeah, I did. You want the Jets to spend $200 million on players? Definitely. That's not what they're doing. Oh, well, then the tickets oh. got to go up. That's they not what some... they're doing. They're going to go through the draft. It's process. And how can the the Eagles block their, that uh, John I'm DeFilippo fella? I'm glad in here for this. So you cannot block anybody from interviewing for a head coach's job, correct? Right. But you can block them for just any other assistant's job. Yes. Even though it could be a – so this guy is a quarterback's coach. They wanted him as a coordinator. Even though it would have been a promotion because it's not a head coaching job, you have control over him. They did him a huge favor. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they can block your guy from a head coaching job. They should walk into that guy's office today and go, you you're could. welcome. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. I thought a head coaching sure job is head one that is not allowed can. to be blocked. No. If he's under contract? I do no. not think you can. Bottom line is <clears throat> they did the guy a favor. They probably did. But. Does he owe them a thank you? Thank you. Thank, thank you. For not you. Me to get By a the way, job. yeah, he's in Philadelphia. Well, Hasn't gone so well there either. Uh, Position wise, just for the record, hmm. uh, Dak Prescott in Dallas, real quick. So, did you see what reporters tried doing to him yesterday? See if he's they, going on a boat. Yeah, well, they wanted to see if he was going to go to Cabo or go on a boat, and I thought he handled it great. He would have. He had none of it. Is he going anywhere? No. He says he's going to stay back. He's watching do, film. Do you think he canceled plans after the Giants fiasco? Do you I, don't. No, I don't. Did I you think. Guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's no, like, please. <laughs> uh, I'm to do this. You only have four hours coming up. What do you got? Yeah, yeah. Well, you engaged <laughs> Boomer first. You did. You know, no, actually, he jumped in first, and then I said I was happy he's here, and then I asked him the question since he already uh, turned I, the mic I, on. I apologize. No, it's good. It's, it's, it's fine. So what were you going to say? Your thoughts? No, Something about Dak Prescott. Say, I, that Dak Prescott's unflappable. I agree. Don't you remember two years ago when he went down to LSU and I wanted his jersey? You here? were very excited, yeah. Yes. We still have his helmet in the back. Yeah, no, we did. Did he sign it? No. No, no one it. knew who he was. I was. I, I don't even know who he was. Well, we got it in the mail. Like, I don't even know what this is. Boomer requested it. Yeah. I did. Dak Prescott. That guy was that guy was a stud in college. Maybe not his senior year as much as his junior year, but man, I'll tell you what, he is unflappable. So why wasn't he a first round pick? I, you know what? I don't know. Maybe I, I have no idea. I, I really have no idea. I did read where uh, Chip Kelly wanted him in San Francisco, and Trent Paulke said no. Yes. Now I don't know where they wanted to pick him, but you know, I think he's just in the right spot at the right time with the right team. I, you know, like if the Jets drafted and, him, they would probably tell you, look, he's not ready. It's a project. Well, and by the way, it's a process and a project. If Kellen Moore doesn't get hurt, he probably doesn't play this year exactly. either. Exactly. You know, you also had people thought higher of Jameel Showers when training camp started. So whatever happened, it's worked out well for him. And then lastly, because we only got about 40 seconds, you oh. love this. Uh, perhaps Craig can do this because he's got thunder thighs. Right. I saw, yeah, I saw Ric Flair, who's 67. 
he was a deadlifting 400 pounds. I saw the you video. You do that, yesterday. right? You're a sharpshooter. You could be a deadlifter. What's a deadlift? What's that one? Uh, isn't that where? Hmm, yeah, all the weights are down. Correct. Bend you at you the knees. Your waist. Yes. Right. Yeah, that's more that's your not back, the jerk, right? What, what is the one? The uh, jerk, I think, goes up. up the up, clean up. and jerk, yeah. That's when you go up and up. That's Mangle's sister. She did that in the she Olympics. She clean and jerks, right? Uh, Al cleans and jerks, too. Yes. Is this true? Well, well I have a hernia. Well, maybe, jerking, maybe the other way around. I have a hernia so situation. <laughs> Zip it, Eddie. Well, you just it up, right? <laughs> Moment of the day, yeah. Uh, so you have that, which is, well, you have very thin thighs, though, so I don't know that you could do that. Well, we saw Ric Flair a number of years ago in South Carolina at the Hootie Blowfish here, Tournament. Six here six months ago. <laughs> you booked them, jackass. <laughs> I gotta go. We are no memory. Six o'clock. Nice job, Eddie Scazzeri. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Boomer Esiason, Craig Carton. Flashback. Tom Izzo here, and welcome to the very first installment of the Boomer and Carton Show, Flashback Friday. The idea here is to take you back in time to some of your favorite Boomer and Carton show moments and give you a little bit of backstory. And there's no better way to kick it all off than with the very first Boomer and Carton show. Now, in this clip, you'll get the first ever show introduction. We'll get to meet Boomer and Craig for the first time, and they'll each explain a little bit about themselves. Boomer talks about being criticized on the fan during his playing days, and Craig reveals he actually started out at the fan as an intern. In the show's first open, you'll hear the guys reference a few different things, one of which is how small their office is, also how gross the carpets are. Today, the show is broadcast out of a state-of-the-art studio in Hudson Square. But before WFAN moved to Manhattan, they were broadcasting out of a basement in Astoria, Queens. And based on my extensive research, the place was a total dump. You'll also hear the guys come clean about what everyone's been whispering in their ears prior to the first show. Craig being warned that Boomer is a jock who simply doesn't know radio. And Boomer explains that much like today, people just talk trash about Craig. According to eyewitnesses, the Boomer and Carton show first year, like many shows, was a rocky one. But every show contained a few flashes of brilliance of what the show could become. And you can really feel some of today's chemistry in the first show. So without further ado, we take you back to the inception of our national treasures. Astoria, Queens, New York, September 4th. 2007. It's Boomer Esiason and Craig Carton on The Fan. Sports Radio 66, WFAN. 606 on The Fan. Good morning. Welcome to the first ever edition of the Boomer and Carton Show. Boomer Esiason, Craig Carton. Good morning, Boomer. Buddy boy, how are you today? I'm wide awake this morning, Craig. It's good to see you. It's great to work with you. But I got to tell you, I'm a little shocked. I walked in here this morning. Uh Uh-huh. All the press that we've been getting, everybody talking about, okay, we got a new show on WFAN. I walk into our office. You are, yes, folks. AKA are the closet, right? We're sharing an office about 8 by 10, not even 8 by 10. And we not only are sharing it between the two of us, we also have a third person in there, Dan Cronin. Right. And I have like a little baby desk over there in the corner. Well, I, that's the desk you deserve right now. <laughs> right. You have to earn the way to the big desk. Well, I figured that we had the big show, we'd have the big office, the big desk, the whole thing else. But then I, now I realize what it's like playing for the Bengals all over again. Yeah, you know, they, the good thing is they wash the carpets for you because uh, they said the man's coming in with a big ego, big NFL football star, needs clean carpets. They gave you what you wanted. You know, your boy, uh, Mark Chernoff, you come in here, he's got everybody snowed out here in the bullpen right. because everybody was just so excited that the carpets got cleaned. And if you take a look at these carpets and you think that they were clean, you got you, you got to It's kind of like when, the they, say, no when they lay new uh, cement on the BQE. That, <laughs> that, that, that's what the carpet's like here. 
obviously it's a very big day for uh, for Boomer and I. Uh, for me, radio wise, this is the culmination of everything you want to do. For you, I mean, people always say to me in the last couple of months, "He's a jock. He's a football guy. What does he know?" The reality is, you've done radio almost as long as I've done it, and I don't think there's going to be any problem with your transition almost a decade after you played football into doing this. The only issue is going to be. Can you get up at 4.30 in the morning? I can get up at 4.30 in the morning. And that's all those people actually said to you about me. You should hear what they're saying about you to me. Uh, oh, I read it. I, you know, <laughs> if amazing. you read anything in the newspaper, I'm like the uh, the worst guy on the planet, the reincarnation of Stalin. Well, we'll figure that out as we go along. Boomer and Carton Show producer, Al Dukes. As far as what the buzz in the media in general was, uh, let's see what you got. Because you were replacing a uh, radio legend in Don Imus. And uh, Boomer was a guy who certainly many times had been a guest on sports radio, but it's one thing to be a great guest on sports radio and then to be able to co-host a show for four hours a day and then do it again tomorrow and then do it again the next day and then do it again next month and next year and three years later and nine years later and ten years later and that sort of thing. So I think the buzz was to see if uh, Boomer was going to uh, give strong opinions if Boomer was going to be able to talk about things other than just football, and if Craig was going to be able to uh, host a sports show since he had come from most recently New Jersey 101.5, which was a really a New Jersey political talk show. Uh, we were also in a weird situation in that there were people from the Imus show that had not been fired along with Imus. And those people were then put on our show. So Lou, uh, board operator, Eddie Scazzeri was not there yet. Uh, we had Tracy Burgess doing news. She had done news for IMIS. We no longer have a news person. And Chris Carlin was in the role uh, that Jerry Recco now occupies. And Chris Carlin was a guy who had also come from IMIS's show and who had aspirations himself to be a talk show host. Uh, so I'm not sure he was fully on board with Craig um, to start off. So I don't know that everybody was on board, but I'm not sure that I fully blame them. It'd be like if Boomer and Carton were fired tomorrow and uh, I was not fired and they kept me on board for a show to replace them. Would I be on board with this new show? Probably not. So I kind of understand uh, for those people that were working on the show that may not have fully been on board at the time. I will tell you, I started on this station back in 1993 when I was the starting quarterback for the Jets. And Joel Hollander, who was the general manager here at the time, said, hey, you know, how would you like to do a Friday afternoon 5 o'clock spot with Mike and Chris? Chris?" And I'll tell you, when it first started, it was great. You know, and and it was fun calling in. And then as we progressively got worse over the years, those guys got more contentious. And I'll tell you, Friday afternoons, by the time Richie Kotite became the coach, it was just just a nightmare for me. And yet you came back for more. I, I I did come back for more. And you know what? Let's face it. This station was the beginning of sports talk radio. Mm-hmm. And anybody who was in sports, especially here around in, in New York, you know, you had to go on here. You had to go out and you had to get your story out. And, and those guys were great to work with. Although, like I said, at the end there, it got a little bit contentious. Now, be but honest, for the most part, it was good. Before you did the show, yes. as a ball player, and I know you're from New York and all that. You listened, right? Of course Like I every did. guy that says, oh, we never listened to the fan. We don't know what those no, guys talk about. No, everybody listens. You listened every minute of that you could, right? Absolutely. Especially after a game that we lost to the uh, to the Dolphins. You know, it was a spike game. Everybody around here knows what right. the spike game was all about. That was my second year. And uh, I was listening to the fan on the way out of the building. And I actually had a, a 
pretty good game, you know? Right. But I did throw a key interception in the second half, and I forget who was on the fan that day, but irate Jet fans were calling in from the Meadowlands just screaming right. that I just, you know, threw the game away and, you know, that Marino outplayed me and all this other stuff. That was great. Well, and they were accurate. That's the best thing about Jet fans. Right, they right. know what they're talking about. And I was in my car. I had the tinted windows, and I was driving, trying to figure out, go to the Lincoln Tunnel or go to the George Washington Bridge, because that is the biggest decision that a Jet Jet player has to well, make. you should have done... Home back to Long Island. You should have done number three. You should have gone south on the turnpike and, <laughs> and you know, said not come back. But I have to tell you, it was so you do listen, and I remember listening uh, that day. And uh, I chose the Lincoln Tunnel, by the way, and I got caught in a, a, a massive traffic jam. And there's a whole other story, backstory, a part of that. Maybe I'll tell you that one a little bit later. But I did listen, and I was like, a, a, you know, a sadomasochist listening right. to this thing. And, and now you're here hosting the morning show. And here I am. See right that? Now. It's unbelievable. It's weird. I have a history here, too, and we'll get all this stuff out of the way. I promise we'll do a show for you today. 1988, I actually interned here when Pete Franklin was doing the afternoon show. And one day, uh, Bob Gelb, who's still here, and Steve Cohen, who's the longtime producer for Mike and Chris, too, uh, they go, hey, Craig, go into the studio. Give Pete one of these live reads he's got to do. I'm like, all right. I was like 18 years old, didn't know anything. I go in, and this guy undressed me top to bottom with language that you don't hear in some you know, Upper West Side bars. And that was my uh, welcome to the fan. And that was almost 20 years ago. And it took that long to actually get back. So it's like a homecoming for me. Well, Yet there's no cake. There's no champagne. <laughs> but, but they did clean the carpets and, and they gave they you a beautiful did. new desk. You actually had the bigger desk of the two of us. As I, as I deserve. Boomer and Carton show button pusher, Eddie Scazzeri. I was uh, still working with Mike and the Mad Dog at the time. I uh, didn't join Boomer and Carton until the day after Thanksgiving uh, of 07. So... Uh, I was just listening on the way in, and we really didn't know what to expect at all. Um, it was just like, oh, finally, let's let's get this thing going because we had fill-in shows all summer, and it was just the whole the whole atmosphere after the Imus Fire was kind of just depressed and it was kind of a mess, quite honestly. So it was just a, an anticipation of something new starting and sort of a, a clean slate. All right, so here's the deal. Everyone wants to know what's the show going to be. Obviously, we're on the fan. We are going to do sports, despite the fact I haven't done it in five or six years. Most of my career has been in sports. Obviously, Boomer, all he's ever done media-wise is sports. So anyone that believes we're not going to do sports, you can stop right there. We will do sports. We'll also do some other stuff as it comes up. But don't worry that the new morning show is not going to be sports-related because it is going to be sports-related. And we promise you that from day one to however many days we're sitting here doing it. But just promise me, we're not going to be talking about hamstrings and, and separated shoulders, no, right? I mean, it depends who hurts a hamstring <laughs> in a separated shoulder. We won't be talking about a calf, though, this morning. We will. Yeah, Thomas Jones is going to join us later today. We have a surprise guest from Jersey coming on later today. Oh, to, I can't wait for this. I think that's more to prove a point that we're <laughs> friends than anything else. And Drew Brees, the starting quarterback in the Orleans Saints, is going to join us. They play Thursday night against the Colts. And you're doing that game, right? <laughs> yes, I, believe I you'll am be doing in Indy that, that game. I will be in Indy that night, and I will be here bright and early on Friday morning. So that will be the first test We're already laying me. odds that you don't show up Friday morning until about 7.15. So you've got to wonder, how am I going to do this, right? Everybody keeps well, asking I don't know. How, how are you? The Indy game, it's an earlier game, right? Uh, no, it's not. It's an 8.30 game. Well, I mean, it's not. Right. So it's 8.30. Right. Well, so you get done by. They don't play games at 11 o'clock at night, you know. You get so. done by midnight. A little post-show wrap-up. Boomer, you were great today. Marv wants to have a drink, whatever it may be. 
You get on the plane. What best case? I'm thinking one in the morning. Best, best case. Best case. You would think I'd get back at one in the morning. Two right? and a half hours. About. Yep. Indeed. That's, that's all uh, I need. LaGuardia. Well, yeah, it's about an hour and a half. I would think coming back. Uh, this hour way. and a half. You don't have many bags. You travel light. I see the backpack today. You come right here. You ain't going home, right? I would imagine so. I'm going to be sleeping in the bullpen somewhere. But you get in about 3.30, maybe have a car service. Get Yeah, you'll be here right about 5.58. Right. So, so I will say Friday morning will be the first test because as we go, and I do Monday night football for Westwood One, Right. Uh, you know, I'll have to get back. And sometimes, though, however, I'm going to actually bring you and Al, our producer, Al Dukes, we should actually introduce him as well. Bring you guys with me. We'll do the show on Tuesday morning from the city that we're in, possibly Atlanta, Jacksonville, New Orleans. I'm sure right. you'll love New Orleans. That's going to be lots of fun. You're, you're, going, to be, you're going to be peachy on Tuesday morning, yeah. I'm sure about <laughs> that. Too many hurricanes, right. right? And I think we'll also do one from Minneapolis, too, as well. We're going to Minneapolis. I know you love Minneapolis. I think that game is in December, Oof. too, by the way. Minneapolis, do I have to December go to the game, or can I spend the night in the hotel? You could do whatever you want, man. All right, good. Because you and I on the road together. Forget about Al. I don't know. If, I don't but know we should also let, let people know Al Dukes, our producer, where he was uh, this time last year. Well, let, let's not jinx us. Let, let's get to tomorrow, and we'll let people know where we got our producer from. Are you sure? He, he was a part of the shortest-lived morning show in New York radio history. And if we mention the guy's name today... I'm worried that we may put ourselves in a bind, and all, I don't want to do that just yet. All's I know, as they say out here on Long Island, uh-huh. all's I know is that Van Halen is starting a reunion See? tour, and there I'm just go. wondering if Al Dukes could get us some tickets. Jake says, all right, always, 718-937-6666, Boomer and Carton in the morning. <laughs> well, kiddo, we made it through the first show. Yes. There you go. And you know what? You got to do it again tomorrow. I can't wait. <laughs> it ain't a weekly. Thank you. Good job, Al Dukes. Lou. We have one show in the books. We'll roll it again tomorrow Tracy at 6. Tracy and Chris. Tracy and Chris. We are Boomer and Carton. Evan and Joe are next. And we will be better than ever. On the fan. There you have it. WFAN history was made, and the wildly popular Boomer and Carton show was born. That'll wrap it up for the first ever Flashback Friday. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm Tom Izzo, and you stay classy. If you enjoyed this segment, please give it a like, give it a share, and of course... Tell your friends! Tell your friends!